Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Coming up, Lav and I are going to talk Phil's big adventure. Brooks has bounced from the top spot in the world ranking, and the greatest show on grass has a great finish at TPC Scottsdale. Welcome to the Golf Central Podcast, presented by TaylorMade and the new Sim Driver. The driver head was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance. So TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it fast and forgiving, where every golfer needs it, the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. Check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all-new Sim family. Ryan, let's get right to it. Phil's big adventure in the desert. I love the fact that he got on a plane, left Torrey Pines, flew all the way to Saudi Arabia, and now he's flying all the way back to defend at Pebble. Money, just, money talks, Rex. Money does talk. Someone brought up in a meeting last week that he's, uh, they were surprised he skipped Scottsdale. Yes, he's earned $4 million in his career there. And I thought to myself, he's probably earning $4 million in appearance fees in it, one week. It, it was close. It was, it was reported $1.5 million. And, and Rex, I think he also had an ulterior motive considering he was playing with the Premier Golf League uh, organizers. He was playing with them during the Pro-Am. Uh, so Phil is, quote, uh, intrigued by that potential alternative tour, which I'm sure is, is tweaking the PGA Tour. Two, uh, well, there's a couple interesting stories here, and I, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with his performance. He finished tied for third in Saudi Arabia, and as I said, he's getting on a plane to make the cross-world flight back to Pebble Beach, where he will be the defending champion. Expectations for next week or this week at Pebble Beach for Phil? Well, I'm certainly more encouraged than I was uh, at this time last week. You know, We watched him at the American Express, uh, missed the 54-hole cut. You saw him up close and personal at Torrey Pines, and he was absolutely dreadful. I mean, he's 200th on the PGA Tour in driving accuracy. Yes, he's, he's hitting bombs, but he's hitting bombs all over the planet. He's outside the top 200 in strokes game putting. If you're not hitting the fairway and you're not putting, uh, that's not a good combination, Rex. I don't need to be the first one to tell you that since that is, that is your game. Uh, however, when you look at what he did in, in Saudi Arabia, he was, he was excellent. I mean, he was, he was hitting it long off the tee, yes, but he was actually more accurate, uh, at least by his standards. He seems to have found a go-to shot off the tee, which is what he was trying to find, that little punch cut that at least keeps him in play more, and he can rely on the, on the strength of his game, which, which at this age, you know, age, age 49, is, is still mostly his irons and his wedges. So uh, T3, his best performance since his win last year at Pebble, didn't even have a top 15 since that Pebble. I'm, I'm certainly encouraged. I am encouraged as well. But again, this is a guy who I watched Friday afternoon after he missed the cut at Torrey Pines, and he was absolutely lost. So I'm not quite sure for glorious days in Saudi Arabia is going to turn that ship around. That being said, you're right. This is the first thing in over a year, or, or at least a year, 
that you can point to and say, yes, he's making some sort of progress. But for a guy that turns 50 years old in June and he has set some really, really high expectations, I'm going to have to see a lot more out of him. I mean, that, whether if that means he defends at Pebble Beach or he comes through in Mexico City in a few weeks at the WGC, whatever he's the case may be. for those first. That's true. He's not even qualified for the WGC right now. And the bigger qualification, of course, would be the Ryder Cup. He set that as an example this year of something that he really wants to do. And as you and I have discussed, he probably has to qualify for the team. He could be a pick, a sentimental pick, well, I would argue. That would be really sentimental of, of Steve Stricker to try and pick him. I, I think I think Patrick Reed and Phil Mickelson, uh, opposite ends of the, the personality uh, spectrum as well, but I think they have to earn their way on the team. I don't think they can necessarily rely on a captain's pick from, from Steve Stricker. And Phil Mickelson even said at the American Express earlier this year, he thinks his chances of earning a pick are over. I, if he's in the top 15, I mean, again. The top 15? This goes more, this is less about Phil Mickelson and what he has done in the past and what he may have done two years ago or a year ago in Paris and more about this is going to be his last one and you have probably the sappiest captain of all time guiding the American team. So, yeah, Patrick Reed would be an entirely different situation, but I think for Phil, yes, if he's inside the top 15, I think he's going to be in the, in the uh, conversation. He's got to be in the conversation. Doesn't mean he should be picked. Bigger issue in my mind, and this happened last Wednesday at the Saudi in Saudi Arabia. Shock of all shocks, Phil ends up playing with some heavyweights from the new Premier Golf League. What serendipity! I, I can't believe that he found the time to arrange that after he said he was so curious about this uh, proposed alternative tour. I feel like you're just tripping with sarcasm right yes. now. However, I will ask you. Are you buying or selling both Phil's interest in the Premier Golf League and this new league itself? I, I'm absolutely buying Phil's Phil's interest. It's genuine in in this new proposed alternative tour. The, the money is is absolutely outrageous, and you will look at at Phil's legacy on the PGA Tour. He doesn't really have a whole lot left to accomplish. So I I can see why a player at his age, he's going to be 50, he's going to be eligible for the Senior Tour. Why he wouldn't at least listen to what their proposals are, whether it's ownership of a four-player team or whether it's the reported uh, double-figure in millions uh, sign-up fee, the fact that you don't have to be playing 54 holes, all of that is is going to be very intriguing for a player who's about to turn 50. I'm absolutely buying his interest. I'm not saying he's going to do it. I, we're still two or three years away from, from even this possibly coming to fruition, but I absolutely buy his interest just because he doesn't have a whole lot left to accomplish on the PGA Tour. Why not try something new? Yes, he's in a unique position right now where he can look forward and say, this isn't going to impact me one way or the other. Again, turning 50 in June, how much more time does he have on the PGA Tour? It's the other big names that this league has to have, and we're talking about Rory. Who already sounds skeptical. He was very skeptical. I spoke with him last week about this. He is His level of interest in this is, uh, there are elements of this that he likes. However, the idea of you breaking away from something that is historical, is traditional, going to Riviera, going to Torrey Pines, going to these places that have built up these legacies. He has no interest. I don't think any of the top players do. I mean, there might be a passing interest with Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson sounded somewhat intrigued. Somewhat intrigued. Brooks might ha- sounded somewhat intrigued. And that probably had more to do with where they were asked. I mean, my guess Could is be. if we asked him in a few weeks in the United States, my guess is they're not going to have the same level of interest. That, that's, certain, that's certainly plausible. Um, Tiger doesn't seem... Uh, you wouldn't think that he'd be interested in that, and I don't think you really can have a tour. Tiger's not playing Tiger's seventeen not times a year. That's, no. that's not going to happen. But if you if you lower that to ten, which is certainly possible, uh, it is certainly possible. And look, the, the league doesn't work without Tiger. Phil's interest is great. DJ's interest is great. 
this doesn't work at all no. without Tiger Woods buying into it. And I think they know that. That's why and Tiger I, would be forty six or forty seven when this thing's even getting off the ground. It's going to be an uphill climb. All right, moving back to the competition, Brooks Kepka. We just mentioned him. The current world number one finished tied for seventeenth. That's not going to be good enough, though, according to the math wizards. I'm not very good at math. <laughs> he is. He's going to be out after this week. At Pebble, once the rating, what's the rating? Hey, yes. We can calculate on the couch. These scenarios that we love to sit here and talk about. Yeah, about, yeah guys are going to overpay. It's, it's actually going to happen. Rory McIlroy is going to ascend back to the number one position in the world ranking for the first time since September 2015. He's doing so on his couch, uh, which is probably not the way that Rory saw this going for you know four and a half year wait to to get back to the number one position. Uh, but there he is. But but Rex, what's your What's your level of concern at this point? Yes, Brooks Kepka's only played twice. They're both in the Middle East uh, in January. What's what's your level of concern? Does not have a top 15 in those two starts. Loses the number one ranking. Just seemed like it was a a, a formality that that was going to happen just because he was idle and Rory was surging. I think he's coming off an injury that was more severe than he's even led on to now. I mean, we knew virtually nothing about it for most of last season. And even the bits and pieces I think we've learned about it downplays it a little bit. I don't think he was anywhere near 100%. Obviously, not playing the President's Cup proves that. And it's going to take him some time. He's not the kind of player that shows up. Um, I hate to compare this, but maybe the way Tiger showed up last year in Japan. I didn't have very high expectations for him, but he came out swinging. And I just don't think Brooks is, is built that way. I think he's we are well aware that he focuses on those four weeks out of the year. Yeah, he's, got, he's got his eye on... April right now. He was not looking to peak the third week of January in Saudi Arabia. That's not his plan. He's looking for that, you know, that week in April when he can peak and do his best work. So there is nothing about what he's done so far or will do up to that point at Augusta that concerns me. Uh, the only thing, you know, a, a, a big takeaway for me was that he was photographed with, with two different drivers in, in Saudi Arabia. That suggests to me that he's not comfortable with what he's been able to do off the tee. He is an equipment-free agent. He's able to play what, whatever he wants. Uh, but to me, that's been the, the real difference for him in these first two starts. He just hasn't put himself in position to attack. And if Brooks Kepka is not hitting that, that power fade, if he's missing left, that's got to be scary for him. So I think that's certainly got to be ironed out. When he shows up next week at Riviera, he's going to need to be putting the ball in the fairway more often. I'm curious to see what driver he shows up with and if he's just a little bit more proficient off the tee because you know John Rahm's going to be in the fairway. You know Rory McIlroy's going to be in the fairway. You know Tiger Woods, of all people now, is going to be – if he plays the way it does it, it did it, Tory. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely he is. And then you look at you know his running mate, Dustin Johnson, finishes second. Just a few strokes behind GMAC, who got the win. Uh, you have to wonder, maybe when it comes to Dustin, he's been out of the conversation as world number one for so long. Of course, he's been overshadowed by Brooks and, and then what Rory did last season. Can you imagine at this stage in Dustin's career that he could do what he did, win that major, won the U.S. Open, worked his way back to world number one? Given the landscape that we have in golf right now, do you can you foresee him working his way back? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was he was such an obvious bounce back player in in 2020. You, you would you would have to be an idiot to think that he's not going to come back and, and play the way that we're used to seeing Dustin Johnson. You look at what he did last year in the majors before the the knee injury really started to hamper him. Second at the Masters, second at the PGA Championship. I know he, you know, he made a run at Brooks on Sunday at, at Beth Page as well, and then that's when the the knee really started affecting him. He didn't finish in the top twenty. Uh, after that, you look at what he's been able to do in just the limited action in twenty twenty since he came back. He was he was okay at the Presidents Cup. He wasn't he wasn't great, but but top seven finish at Kapalua where he's played well. 
second last week in Saudi Arabia where he was the defending champion. To me, he's going to win two or three times this season, reassert himself as one of those those two or three big players along with, with Rom, along with Rory, along with Brooks. I think you have to put him in the JT. same conversation as, as always. JT, I think, yeah, I think there's, there's five or six deep now. I guess that was my—I'll uh, try to do this question a little bit better this time around. It, it, who— does he overtake, I guess? Because when you go through that list of John Rahm, very, very impressive the way he's been playing lately. Justin Thomas, very impressive the way he's been playing. Brooks, of course, is a question mark. We're going to have to see how he bounces back from this. Rory, very impressive, and he doesn't seem to be letting up. I guess my question is, does he pass these guys? Does he still have the firepower to get past those particular players? I don't know that he does. Uh, I think he I think he does. I think, actually, shockingly enough, I think Brooks is probably the best candidate for for DJ to to leapfrog this year. I think Brooks is due historically for some regression. If if Brooks doesn't play well, under what scenario does he do for regression? Historically, a player has not been able to prolong this this amount of success in the majors. It just it just doesn't happen. Besides Tiger and, One guy and Jack did it, Nicklaus. Yeah. Mm. So if he's not finishing in the top four in every major, if he's not winning a WGC title in twenty twenty. Brooks Koepka is going to slide in the rankings just because we've seen also historically that he doesn't bring it every single time on the PGA Tour when he tees it up. What else has to happen for you to get out of the Brooks Koepka doubting business? I mean, look, I was right there alongside you two or three I'm years ago. I'm saying historically, historically, but there he's is due nothing for some that in his body of work that he is going to do- Historically, we don't have players that come out and do what he does in majors outside of Tiger Woods and no, Jack Nicklaus. which which is why he's and such a does, shocking player. It doesn't translate to the other tour events, then we can sit here and have that conversation, as silly as that is, as if winning majors is a bad thing. But I don't know if we really have anything historically outside of Tiger and Jack to even compare what he's done. Uh, that's why he's such a fascinating player. We've never seen someone who can flip the on and off switch like he can in the biggest tournaments. I think every player in the history of the game has wanted to peak for the biggest tournaments. And Brooks has, has somehow found Whatever that, means. That, that formula. So you think that, that Dustin Johnson does not have the firepower at age 35 with all of his immense gifts, cannot crack that top five anymore? Still immense gifts. Absolutely. I'm not taking anything away from it. But it's just when I look at that top five, I have a hard time seeing who he's going to overtake. I, mean, I see your argument yes. for Brooks. However, there's just there's not enough flaws in the other games for me to go, yes, they can. They're going to slip. They're not going to be able to maintain that. Everybody in that top five right now looks to me as if yeah, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, Justin Justin Thomas is my is my pick for Player of the Year. John Rahm, what did he finish? And he finished inside the top ten in the Phoenix Open. That was a bad week for him. You know, he 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 played for his standards poorly. He'd be the first to admit that, and he still finished in the top ten. He's just an absolute machine. And if you continually having top finishes, that is how you continue to move up in the rankings. Rory, he's the same way. He's going to get his this year. He's going to win two or three times. You would ho- you would hope for his sanity that he's that he's going to win a major uh, and break through. So of those guys, Brooks is the one who could potentially take a slide. I'm not saying he's going to drop out of the top ten, but I could see him dropping to five. I could see him dropping to six. Well, and, and let's transition to the Waste Management Phoenix Open because this was a fascinating finish because you had such contrasting styles. And it, it was fascinating to me to have a playoff between Webb Simpson and Tony Finau because, let's face it, Webb Simpson is playing in the wrong generation. If he was playing the PGA Tour three decades ago, he was probably the world number one at that point. Against Tony Finau, who can overpower the golf course, I'm not going to lie. There was a level of surprise when I saw the playoff, and I thought for sure Tony wins this. Hands down, there's no way that Webb does it. It was amazing to me. I mean, I, I was shocked by that. 
I mean, Webb going birdie, birdie, birdie. I mean, yeah. he he showed the killer instinct that we've so desperately wanted Tony Finau to have. Uh, you know, we we've all had tons of interactions with Tony Finau. He's he's a lovable character. You you know, you really enjoy being around. You want success for him. He's he's overcome a lot uh, in his background, and yet he he clearly lacks something. I mean, you just don't win an opposite of field event. On I the need, PGA I Tour go this way. and be in the top fifteen in the world, it just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. No one, no one has done. More I can back with you into the prison of the moment corner so easily. No you know one that? has done more with less to show for it than Tony Fino. Look at what he's done: six runners up, fifteen top fives, twenty eight top tens, forty seven top twenty fives over the last four seasons. No player has won that infrequently. And yet had that many top finishes. So in any other scenario... Why are you laying up in that bucket? If we put Webb Simpson and Tony Finau in a playoff, in any scenario, do you pick Webb Simpson? Yes. Because you know Webb Simpson's going to be in the fairway, which he was, and Webb Simpson is a better iron player than Tony Finau. But we have had this discussion over and over and over again. If there's one money ball stat in golf, it's length. That's the one thing that's been proven. If you're closer to the Iron hole, play. you have an advantage. No, absolutely Iron play not. Is if you look at it historically, the one money ball stat in golf, and, and I did this story years ago, and it always comes back. It always came back to the exact same thing. If you can hit the ball far enough, if you're closer to the hole, you're always going to have the advantage. How many PGA Tortoises does Luke List have? Are you, so you're saying that, 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 that that's the only thing that matters, and that, that would be incorrect. That would be an over, oversimplification. Iron, Iron play is the best determined is the best determination of success right now. Absolutely on the PGA Tour. Oh, I would, I would totally disagree. It, mm. I mean, this goes back 200 years in the game. Again, if you, you want to look up the, dive, the driving distance leaders on the PGA Tour right now? and not, It's not a apples-to-apples apples comparison here. But Webb yes. Simpson hit three wood off, off the tee crazy long off the tee. And still Johnson, had a Johnson, crazy long off the tee. Roy McIlroy, crazy long off the tee. JT, crazy long off the tee. All those players that we just talked about being top five. That's the one thing they all have in common. Now, they also have different parts of their, their games that work. For DJ, it's the wedges, whatever the case may be. Tiger Woods is maybe the best long iron player of all time. I just think when you look at a player like Tony Finau, who in – I just counted it up. And so in five full seasons on tour, he's got 35 top 10 finishes. Yep. And one PGA Tour victory. Yes. So the immediate gut reaction that you're going to have is that he can't close or that he's soft. Right? Yeah. See, I don't think that's fair. I think we underestimate how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour as Kaz goes up. And... But if you're a top 15 player in the world, wouldn't you, wouldn't you expect him to have more wins? Oh, I think everyone would expect so him to have missing? more wins. So what's missing? Again, you're, I think you're going off the false assumption here that there's something wrong with him. I would argue that the opposite of that and said he's had an unbelievable good career. That's that's the argument that you'd make? Absolutely, because you have to understand how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour. His only win was an opposite field event. Well, I'm not I'm not knocking that either, because it's still hard to win on the PGA Tour. And again, you're assuming that... All right, let, let's play this out over the next decade. You're assuming that this is going to play out the same way. I don't think that's a safe assumption either. No, I don't I don't think so. I think he's eventually going to get his. David Duvall broke through, and it came in a wave. I think once right, a guy breaks through, I think, it comes in a wave. Which is why I think Phoenix was so important for him. I think if you if you look at Tony Finau, he, he's, he has all the makings of a player who, once he gets the second win, once he wins for the first time since 2016, eventually he can explode. He has all the physical gifts to do so, but you also have to see that historically he just hasn't done it. 
I think we used to have the same conversation about Roy McIlroy, and people said that he was soft or too nice or he lacked some sort of killer. No, they still say it about Roy, uh, about Ricky Fowler. They still uh, say it about Ricky. Sure, and I would argue that I actually haven't written that story last week and talked to Ricky. I would argue that last year in Scottsdale did wonders for for that aspect of his game because he, built he almost spit it up, and yes. yet he was able to turn it around and, and to close. I just don't think it's a fair assumption to sit here and assume that just because he hasn't won, that he doesn't have some sort of killer instinct. I, I truly believe that sometimes you get beat and sometimes you throw away a tournament. He got, I he don't got, know he that got he's thrown away a tournament. He got beat in Phoenix. However, he also didn't go out and get it. Well, you can sit here and say that. I mean, it, what's the difference? If he's, if he's so long off the tee, how does he not birdie 15? If he's so long off the tee, why does he, why'd he lay up in the bunker on 17? Well... Because you're what? not going to birdie every hole. I understand that. I mean, those, my argument about being long is holes. that's just the key, most important stat when it comes to scoring. Those, but those are birdie holes, especially for some. Probably of, of should his, be, but I would still argue that when when Webb Simpson finishes birdie, 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 that is not Tony Finau throwing away a tournament. No, that's no him losing that. a tournament. But Tony Finau also did not capitalize on his length. You look at what he did in the front nine; did not capitalize. He only shot one under uh, in the in the final round. Did not capitalize on his length. So at this point right now, you would not pick. We're going to do a one and done. If we have, if if we have, have a Tony one and done Finau league, and where Web... are you picking Tony Finau to win? Where am I picking him to win? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I don't think he'd be on the short list of, of of any tournament. Oh, I'd pick him on a short list at Augusta for sure. He's played well there before. I think his game is perfect for that place. Top, he's he's one of your top five favorites for Augusta. Yes, right now. Sure, I'll call that. That's outrageous. That is absolutely outrageous. Really? Yes. Why? Uh, Tiger Woods would be your favorite for Augusta. Uh, uh, Roy McIlroy would be one of your favorites for Augusta. Dustin Johnson, look up his record over the last five or six years at Augusta National. I know JT has not played Augusta National particularly well over his career, but you look at his body Tony of work. Tony has two starts at the Masters, and he's finished inside the top ten in both of them. And I'm pretty sure last year was the year he played with a broken foot, right? Broken ankle? No, that was, that was two, two years, years ago. ago. All right, two years ago. What did Tony Finau do on 12? Oh, but what did everyone do on 12? Tiger didn't do it on 12. That's why well, he's the favorite for the He was the one guy that didn't do it. But, he, I mean, we can go. So Tony we, Finau right now. We can go down the list of the game's greatest players so Tony who Finau, have beaten who has by 12. one win in his career, and that came in 2016 on opposite field event, would be one of your top five favorites for Augusta. Yeah, and I'll stick with that. That is that is quite a that is that's quite a stance. So no, give me your top five. I know we're way too far out on this one. Yeah, give me I already your top told. Five. Right, right now on on February third, who are my top five favorites? Yeah, uh, I would do Tiger as my number one favorite. I do Rory as my number two favorite. I would do DJ as my number three favorite. I would do Brooks Kepka as my number four favorite. You basically just went chalk on me, man. And number five favorite, someone you know like a Cantlay or a Xander. Right. So you're putting Tony Finau above Tiger? Uh, not above Tiger, no. So who, who are you throwing out of that list? Uh, pro- uh, Cantlay probably would, I would take off that list. Hmm. Don't uh, like what Cantlay does. DJ done. I would definitely take off that list. DJ? Yes. My, my, my. Right. We, we can circle back around to that, but I do want to close on this thought. Pebble Beach this week, any chance at all that uh, Phil can go back-to-back? Any chance? I mean, I, I certainly think there's chance. some. He's a, he's a five-time winner of this tournament. He's coming off a T3. Uh, I think jet lag could certainly be an issue for an arthritic 49-year-old. Uh, and, you know, I'm not sure that the, the travel itinerary was, was maybe the best for someone of his vintage. 
Uh, but no, I, I certainly think so. I'm pretty sure so. he's not. He didn't come home in 36E. I think he's doing all right. Yeah, he probably is. But who, who do you think will have a better finish? Spieth, who missed the cut in Phoenix and appears no closer to solution, or Phil? Who has a better Who has a better finish this week? I, I, I'm shocked I'm going to say this, but Phil, actually. And you're right. I mean, it's a terrible way for Phil to come back and prepare and, and to fly all the way around the country for a guy who's had as many problems as he has. But I just don't see anything. And, and I know you guys talked about Spieth last week, so I don't want to wear this out. But there's nothing in his game that, that gives me any cause for optimism at this point. And I know he's being optimistic. I know he's saying all the right things, but there is nothing about his game that you'd be like, yeah, he's going to win. And speak, in, to his credit, he, he does seem to be in a better frame of mind. He said that the second round in Phoenix was the best he's driven the ball in years. So I, I said, wow, that's, that's quite a statement. I'm going to go look up his stats. He was still outside the top 40 in strokes gained off the tee in the second round. It's not like he was you know, center lining every single drive. You know, He's still medium length at best, and he's still and he's still inaccurate. If you gave me Jordan Spieth against David Duvall, our colleague, who, who our great colleague, you're taking he, David Duvall. I might take David Duvall. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, I said might. Let's don't get crazy. <laughs> I mean, Spieth. Look, Spieth, Spieth said he's changing his grip. He he has an eye on Augusta. So I think these next couple months, uh, he needs could to, be a little bit. All right, I get the eye for Augusta thing. He needs to have an eye on Pebble Beach, and then he needs to have an eye on whatever the next start is. L.A. would be my guess. He's looking big picture. No, he needs to just get some sort of momentum going. There is nothing again. There is nothing about his long game right now that resembles a player that should be thinking at all about a major. He should be thinking about just making the cut. That that would probably be a good start in my mind. In in the biggest events. To, to, in Spieth's defense, he has played well in the biggest events. He seems to have a, a good game plan. He can he can rely on his short game and putting, which is still uh, one of the best center. That's the reason why he missed the cut in Phoenix. You know, he's he's been hitting it this poorly for for months on end now. Are you taking his, Jordan his, over his Phil in this scenario? Then is that what you're trying to argue? No, with me? I'm still taking Phil, but right. I, am, I am taking Spieth over David Duvall. Yeah, I, the David Duvall one's probably not a great one because he doesn't play much golf. Let's be honest. Jason Day, then I'll give you that one. Spieth over Jason Day? Are you yeah. taking Jason Day over Spieth? Probably Day over Spieth. I'll take Spieth. Yeah. Day Day. What What has Day done? You're You're saying You're saying Spieth. You're saying Spieth hasn't done anything. What's What's Day shown you? Uh, I actually saw some some signs of life as far as how he drove the ball, at least at Torrey Pines. If not the weather's a little cool. Drive. Jason Day might not show up. Um. Well, that's gonna be. What about Phil? I mean, that's probably the bigger question there. Phil'll be fine. Really? Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah. Okay. Top top twenty five for Phil. Top twenty five for Phil. You're calling yeah. it already. It's a very, it's a very low bar, but I but I think he can clear it. No, I'm not even buying that. All right, that'll do it. Thank you so much for joining the podcast for Ryan Ladner. I'm Rex Hoggard. We'll talk to you next week. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.